So while we're on vacation, here's another Murphy, Sam, and Jody flashback podcast for you. We'll be back in person on January the 9th. So enjoy some of our favorite moments from the last few months. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Guys, from our Facebook page, we had a an after-the-show podcast the other day where we asked the question, and have you ever thought of it, why do you drink? Or why did you drink, in your case, Murphy and Sam, because both of you have stopped drinking. We do mean alcoholic beverages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an interesting headline that I read, why do most people drink? I couldn't help but read it, and it was basically... Most people summed it up as it makes you feel more comfortable, more confident in social situations, right? Yeah. Or helps you relax or whatever. But as so, I said in the podcast, that's a fine line because most people is. wind up crossing that and having too much. We, we all know that there's it's different for every single person and it can be dangerous. We know that. So, uh, so many comments about that question, that thought-provoking, why do you drink? Lynn says... Having an alcoholic parent and other relatives who had problems, I chose not to. Smart. If I have a drink, it's only at social events, only one, and I will nurse that drink all night. So, that's very impressive. smart, impressive. We'll see. Not, that's not something I could do back then. <laughs> yeah. Nursing a drink was a five-minute process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next. Lydia. I rarely drink and recently decided to stop completely. Alcohol is a toxin, and I've seen the physical and emotional toll of too much alcohol in so many families, so I don't think it's worth it. Um, Julian, I hope I said that name right. I tried one time, got drunk, said I didn't remember it. Um, I lied. I was mean. I was hateful. I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I was 18 then. I've never had another drink. So wow. That's somebody who was majorly affected. You know, when I stopped, had my first beers, I did not like the taste of it. It was really? one of those. Oh, this! I, I don't know if I'm going to get used to this. Sure, you were trying to get used. <laughs> but to But then that. I pushed through yeah. like a trooper. Boy, well, did you? Yeah. Well, and luckily they came up with fruity typed beers. So then I, you know, the raspberry. Okay, and, listen. But when you're younger, you're. We all know that taste can change, not just for drink, oh, yeah. but for food in general and things like that. So taste can change. Yeah, I adapted. I couldn't get enough after a while. <laughs> oh gosh, Rachel, I learned my limit from watching others. I don't drink out in public, and if I do drink a beer, it's at home, and I never mm. drink the hard stuff you know that's been the interesting thing for me over these last 11 years however many years it's been now since you stopped yes it's a stop you know when you are in a social setting where everybody is drinking when people do cross the line you start to realize ooh, wow it doesn't look good yeah it's especially i mean i guess it doesn't look good on anybody but the older you get the the worse it looks right because by the time you're older you should know better to not let yourself get that way i think okay look keep it coming we love to hear from you anytime 877-310-4msj We've been talking about drinking, and we're going to talk about it one more time. Oh, here. that's Great. wonderful. We get, Thanks, Jody. Before we get back to the fun, something that you guys may not know, <clears throat> maybe Murphy is a little bit aware of it, but when you stopped drinking, Murphy, and I think it applies to you too, Sam, for people in your life, I, I'm in your life somewhat, yeah. but more in Murphy's, obviously, with the whole being married and everything, when you stopped drinking, um, of course, that was something you you decided to do. You had to do change your life. All the right reasons. It was the correct decision. Mm-hmm. But I really did wonder and worry how would it it would affect us as a couple, because you know, for the first couple of years after you, when you stopped, we didn't we, we didn't have alcohol in the house anymore. 
which yeah. was okay with me because I wasn't the big drinker that you were. Well, I, <laughs> she's right. I'm not. That's not a slam. Right. It's just a fact. It's not a feeling. Yeah, it's a I fact. Yeah. <clears throat> it was there. You it just didn't the one, last very long. Usually, <laughs> you were usually the one buying it. Yeah. And I just, you know, but it doesn't mean that I didn't like to have a drink every now and then. Right. And so it was weird to me the first time. Maybe it was a year, six months into your not drinking or a year into it, I was about to have some girlfriends over for a girlfriend, you mm. know, night with cheese and crackers and grapes and some wine. And I put a bottle of wine in the fridge. And I remember you opening and going, what's this doing here? And you were like, I, I can't, I don't want this in the house. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. did I say that? Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. But I remember thinking, wow, this is going to change our game. And for a long time when we would go out with friends, I would be nervous about ordering the drink, even though I knew I can have a drink. You know, it was just one of those things that's a real thing in a relationship. It can change the dynamic, and somehow we have been very, very lucky. Mm. When we're out with friends, like we were over the weekend, my friend will even lean into me. I'm going to order another drink. You want another drink? I'm just asking because Murphy's sitting right there. <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah. okay. I mean, look, it's, it, you know, yeah. time has improved that and me working through things over the years. Yeah. yeah. It's so a that's thing. Not, it's not your responsibility. That's my responsibility to maintain I know, sobriety. But we have a life together, too. Mm-hmm. And for some people in your position, it would be a problem for me to be drinking around you. Sure. Right? It's I, a thing. I, I, yeah. I think it's case by case. All right, we done with this talk? (laughs) (laughs) I'll drink to that. Remember the $15 air fryer I got at the uh, the early access to the estate sale? Oh, this thing. I cranked it up last night. (laughs) I did fried shrimp in the air. I did air fried shrimp. Yeah. And Murphy could not stop popping them into his mouth. Hey, they were delicious. They really were. But I'm going to tell you, when you brought this thing in the house, I don't see this thing. There's no brand name on it anywhere, which is a little weird. You notice that? I don't not? Think, I don't think it has a brand name. I think it does. I have a picture of it. Let me check. But uh, and, and then it's, it's, it is like Santa Claus red. Yeah. It, it's fine on the counter for the holidays. I don't know how this is going to look once Christmas is over. Power Air Fryer Elite. Okay. Is that a brand? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, but it does. Knowing it works beautifully. The, the first one that you gave us, Sam, the little one that yeah. our, our oldest daughter Taylor uses, is noisy. This thing is very quiet. Noisy. This thing is quiet. It just yeah. hums. Yeah. And it's so, I don't know. I was just impressed with my first try. I have a friend who does shrimp, fried shrimp in it. And I asked her her method and I did it and they were good. Yeah. And I'm just going to get better at it because I'm going to work on my um, breading. The, yeah, the breading. Yeah. So I literally just. Dropped. Did you have to spray any in it, like spray oil? I did spray. Yeah. I didn't have to, but I okay. just did. Some I of those recipes like that, they tell you to spray oil and everything. Yeah, I did a little bit. Um, and then I just dropped the fresh shrimp, defrosted. I dropped them in um, flour, then an egg wash, and then in a mixture of plain breadcrumbs, panko breadcrumbs, and seasoning. Mm-hmm. Like I seasoned it up. And then just shook them up and air fried them for like Seven minutes, seven or eight minutes at three eighty was you what to I flip them. You don't have to flip them. I halfway through, I opened up the thing and I shook it. Yeah, that's all I did. Yeah, that's a lot of the recipes. Halfway through, shake it up. Yeah, put it back in, and mm-hmm. they were all they for the first mm-hmm. round of something I made that's not French fries in an air fryer. Yeah, I was impressed. In fact, I have some more shrimp. Would you like some more tonight? <laughs> Murphy. This is out. funny because I remember when I first brought that other one and, gave, and you were like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, it's like instant pot air fryer. Yeah, same thing. Nah. 
But well, now, now, now you're going to be sold on it. I don't have to learn a whole new way of doing mm-hmm. things like that, uh, that Instant Pot thing. I feel like I needed to take a college course to learn how to run that. Right. This is not this like This is that. what it is. You push Turn a, it on, a temperature, a time, and let it, it go. <sighs> now i got to start thinking of things we can fry. Everything. Yeah, baby. We like hearing about your life. What are you doing? Like, what do you do? Do you love it? It's called yeah. I Love My Job Week. So 877-310-4MSJ. What's going on, Pilar? I love my job. Uh, every single day I go to a different court. Mm-hmm. I'm an interpreter for those people who cannot speak English. Oh. Um, I'm a Spanish-English interpreter. Love it. Mm. Yeah, it's probably yes, so. a lot of people that need your help, what kind of things do you interpret for them, if you can say? Yeah, well, I mean, different courts, like um, magistrate courts, superior courts, federal courts. I I do all kinds of Mm -hmm. interpreting, um, from a traffic ticket Mm -hmm. to drug lords to awful things to great things. Right. Oh my goodness. Is it nine is it a nine to five thing or do you get called out at different times? It's basically nine to five, but mm-hmm. every day I go to a different court. Yeah. Okay. So like today I'm driving about three hours or city that is about three hours from my home. Wow. Okay. Is what you do like they have to pay for this or is this a service provided by the court? This is a service provided by the court. Okay. I have I have been doing this for 20 plus years, oh and goodness. I have never, ever received a penny from the defendant. Got Always it. Always okay. been the case. Okay. Always the court. My goodness. And it's, it's very rewarding. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right, because you're helping people through something they couldn't navigate otherwise. You're very important. Absolutely. I When I moved to the United States, I did not speak English. Mm. And I understand how they feel. Yes. And uh, it's extremely important for mm-hmm. them to be able to communicate. Yes. So beautiful. I love that you do this and that you shared it with us. Thank you for this. Oh, you're very welcome. And I enjoy your show. Uh, every morning when I'm driving, <laughs> I'm listening to you guys. Thank you for that. And by the way, your English is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Your voice is oh, beautiful. Thank you. Okay. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pilar. All right. Have a great day in court. Okay. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you guys ready for how humor can make or break a relationship? Are you ready for this? That makes sense to me. Does it? Um, Sam, does it make sense to you? Make or break? Depends on what break means, because it, is it breaking it because it's inappropriate humor? No. no, breaking it because it doesn't exist, probably. Oh. <laughs> That's what I would yeah. think, Probably, right? Mr. Research mean? over here. I tell you what, if there was no humor, that would break it for me. It would. Yeah. I know. Okay, okay, okay. This is so interesting. So, yes, humor is important. It can make or break a relationship, but it's about laughing together Mm -hmm. if you're not laughing together that's a bad sign so if you think somebody's hysterical or if you think they make a great joke and that is part of your attraction to them great but that is not going to carry you through years and years if you're not laughing together at life you know what i mean does that make sense definitely i yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because there i can vouch for that because that person and you're not getting names i know that uh 
that person could have a sense of humor. And it's just different than yours. Exactly. Or in a situation where you think we should both be laughing at this because it's an inside and right. they don't or yeah. they're, they're not on board. It's like, it. yeah, yeah. Mm. it's so a I'm, lot to ask for to you're not always in sync. Right. That's a fact in any relationship that right. you are not always in sync. And especially in marriages, there are seasons. But if you can laugh together and you do laugh together often enough, it is a strengthening thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a shared inside joke is, really, right? Yeah. You know, because you really are, you're laughing together. Even if it's something nobody else gets, the two of you get it. That makes it. Yeah. We know a couple, Murphy, that. Inside jokes? No, no, no. There's a couple that we we know of. Oh, people. And he is very funny, and she does not have much of a sense of humor. And we just, it's interesting. And they're a strong couple, Hmm. right? They're a good couple. Yeah, I don't know. How it's yeah, all of this, not, all this not naming names is confusing me. It's polite yeah. to not name names. Well, I understand that. Well, on this couple too, it, I mean, there are so many intricacies in a relationship. Sure, the humor could be one part of it. You're right. You're right. It's not click. everything. It's yeah. not everything. But you're naturally drawn to somebody that you can laugh with. But yeah. a lot of times, you're drawn to somebody who makes you laugh. But that doesn't mean it's going to be in sync, like you said. So yeah. you've been there. Murphy, you know my friend Anita who works every year at this big book resale sale. Yeah, it's a book sale benefit, basically. Right. It benefits the big libraries and all this for the area. And um, so people donate books all year long. And Mm -hmm. then you go once a year. Man, our glorious few days. I, I'm a nerd. I love that thing. Yeah. I I leave there with a stack of books. It's like, man, I don't have to buy a new book for months. And then I have an e-reader, so I'm all set. You know what's weird to me is when we donate a lot of those books, they don't like taking my self-help books because they say that they don't resell. They don't. But, but the thing Go is, figure. But they sold in the first place. It's like one of the biggest categories of books. Why doesn't it resell? I don't know. Maybe people who own those books hold on to them. You know what? That could be true. I thought it was your I mean, marketing books that they didn't take. Hmm. Anybody wants- see, those kind of books... Are the kind you would always refer back to. Yeah. Because if something hits you, like, you know what? There was something in X book in X chapter that I want to use in my next business meeting. <laughs> Every time Murphy reads sure. one of those books, he's like, you know, I've read this sort of thing before, but this is just a new take on it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, hot stuff. <laughs> Sexy talk. Yeah. Anyway, look, I want to tell you what Anita shared with me the other day. What? Okay, so she works there, and they do intake all the time. They get big donations all the time, and they had this big shipment of books uh, like that were dropped off, like a yeah. big shipment, tons of them. And they're getting them out of the boxes, and one of the ladies who works there felt one book, and it felt different. It felt wrong to her. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, <laughs> they opened it up, and it was one of those fake books. <gasps> that, Did it have a yeah. gun in it or a hammer? <laughs> You know, it's one of those books that you, it looks like a book, but it's not really a book, and you hide stuff in it. They found very fine jewelry. Oh. Somebody opened it up, and there was family, several pieces of real, very fine jewelry. So what happened is, and normally when these things get dropped off, they never know who donated it, and they never know what happens, but they knew... One of the people, and since it was so many books, there was some identifying information in a couple of the books. So they were able to reach out to the family, and sure enough, someone had passed away, Mm. and the family gets everything together and donates it and didn't realize they donated some fine jewelry. Wow. So they got the jewelry back to them. But isn't that cool? That wasn't finders keepers, though? No. 
that was give it back to where it belongs. Uh, okay. Karma stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just before you donate stuff, look through it. Maybe yeah. especially books. We always welcome you to join us, and there's a lot of ways to do that. On our website is one, on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Speaking of the website, murphysamandjody.com. This comes from Laura. She emailed. It's called, the subject line, Dinner with Dad. Mm. I loved hearing about Murphy taking his daughters out for one-on-one dinners. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Daddy-daughter date night is what you call it. I do. Phoebe's up next. Yeah, our oldest Taylor is who I took this last time. She just turned 21. So mm-hmm. it was really part of her birthday gift and, and daddy-daughter dinner. Mm-hmm. And yes, Phoebe's will be next. Yeah, Phoebe's different. She'll choose a different sort of place. Taylor always picks, like, filet with crab on top, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> just good, good taste. Yeah, um, going to make it really expensive for her boyfriends. Yeah. Okay. Not your problem. Laura, Laura <laughs> says, I'm the youngest of three girls in my family, and my dad has taken each of us for a special solo birthday dinner. For as long as I can remember. Oh, okay. Cool. He he worked long hours, so any time we had to spend with him was exciting. But when it was without annoying siblings, it was (laughs) even better. I also credit these dinners for teaching me how I should be treated by a gentleman, which helped me find a wonderful, loving husband. I'm 46 now, and birthdays aren't as exciting, but I still look forward to my dinner with my dad every year. Laura, nice. I love it. Yeah, that's really sweet. And I'm, you know, the the whole thing about knowing how to be treated is interesting. I, I always hoped that that would be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was our pediatrician, Doctor Bucky, that actually was the one who inspired me to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, so it doesn't always have to be a fancy dinner. In fact, it's you know, it's not really that anywhere close to all the time Mm -hmm. but what does happen all the time is doors get open for them Mm -hmm. and they get seated first and Mm -hmm. they They order first order first and even if the Mm -hmm. wait staff will try to go to murphy first when even when it's all of us he will defer to the lady he'll defer to me first and the girls first Mm. and that's so sweet you know um i can only my dad never did that specifically like let's go out you and me yeah my parents didn't do it either but i did have a couple of dinners with him where it was just and i remember my mom didn't want to go once, and she was like, "The two of you go on a little date." And I was like, "At the oh, at the sound sweet. of that, I just perked up and I treated the whole thing like that." Yeah. I've told you that story before. It was where he was drinking a beer out of a mug, and he went ah, <laughs> afterward. And so I would drink my coke, and I go, ah, "Yeah." Afterward, anyway. Thank you for sending this, Laura. We love hearing from you, Murphy Sam and Jody very weird after the show podcast yesterday now that i think well, about it you, know, you brought was, it in murphy well i mean your <coughs> it started toe, that, little toe it started that innocently <laughs> enough yeah because i've been kicking the same toe for months now and it just it doesn't it's awful it's but, probably broken yeah, but your toe. <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm sorry. somebody's been on WebMD <laughs> again <laughs> um but it but still you know jody brought up her my grandmother. Your grandmother. My mom. Who had I'm sorry. no toenails on her two big toes. My dad's grandmother, Mama Thelma, she passed away when I was like 10 years old. But when she was, when I was younger, a very young girl, I'd spent some time with her. I thought, I know she was missing her big toenail on one toe. And there's something in my child's mind that thinks it was both toenails. That's And that's what Sam was saying, like, 
both toenails. Yeah, so maybe it was just one. Odd. Maybe it was just one, and I was so traumatized by it. I have a fear of losing a toenail, which I never have. Yeah, but. it's weird as a kid how that you know because I was really scared of feet as kids. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, everybody has <laughs> what? Everybody has a family member with some bad feet, right? I mean, it's everybody's yeah. got one where the first. And time, if you don't know who it is, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. And wait, a lot of people who have you know not so great feet. Me. They don't. They don't. They can't do anything about it. It's not their well, fault. You know, it's it's one thing when you, when you keep your feet to yourself, but you know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they push their feet on you. You know what I mean? On a plane, like, honey. I mean, I'm, I've had a long day. Will you rub my feet? I don't do that. To well, you. no, no, no. You don't do that. But I'm saying that I this would is never do that. When you're a kid, I mean, I remember my dad would. I don't think he expected it, but you know, he, he had liked a, it. He had a long day at Exxon, and we'd pulled his boots uh, off. He wanted, you know, aw. comfort. Yeah. Well, anyway. Do you ever rub your dad's feet? No. Okay. No. We bought him one of those things that you pour water in and it vibrates when you plug oh. it in. <laughs> I rub my dad's feet. Problem. He would lean back in his recliner and he would say, Jody, would you take my boots off for me? And he would make it hard for me. Yeah. He played a trick on me. Take my boots off. It's real oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. And then he, he would flex his fit. foot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would pull and pull and pull. And then he'd let go. And then I'd fly across the room. Well, now that's cute. <laughs> I know. That's comedy. He, he was so cute. <laughs> And then he wanted me to rub his feet, which I wouldn't. Uh-huh. We had a standoff about it because I knew he sent me across the room flying. Ah, rub yeah. his foot, standoff. <laughs> Come hang out later today for another Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast. It's free. Subscribe to your favorite podcast you know, provider and it'll come right to you. And we love to know about what you do. You know, what do you do every day? Do you love it? I love my job week. So yeah. 877-310-4MSJ. How are you, Anna? I'm fine, thanks. I was just calling in to um, answer the question about what you do for your living. Yes, tell us um, about I am a lifeguard. Cool. I have been a lifeguard since I was 15 years old. Yes. And I'm now in my 50s. Oh, wow. wow. So do you work year-round? Yeah. Um, yes, ma'am, I do. Oh, I do. Goodness. When I first started out, it yes. was just seasonal for the summer. Mm-hmm. But I work for a facility sure. that has indoor pool. Yeah, And um, I've been doing it since I was 15. And I've seen my share of craziness and... <laughs> Of course you have. Do you and fun and the kids are great. Yeah, turned out to be a career. That's Never awesome. It would turn into that, right? So Sam wants to know how often you get to blow the whistle. Yeah, blow the whistle and scream, "Stop running!" <laughs> well, actually, I don't holler "Stop running" because children listen to the last word you say and they hear "run." So I uh, say, "Please walk." Oh, nice. Oh. And, light. Clever. and my voice carries. I don't need a whistle. Oh, <laughs> whoa! I don't. I only use a whistle in case of an emergency because if you use a whistle too much, no one listens when there's an actual emergency. You are speaking some truth mm-hmm. about communication. Listen to you. You yeah, are and, good. Well, like I said, I've been doing it since I was 15. Yes. And one note I would like to present out now is that parents need to learn to put their phone down. It used to be a magazine when they come to the pool. Right. And watch your children. Yes. They can, anything can happen in a split second. Quickly. Way too quickly. It sounds right. like you're doing the right thing. Something mm-hmm. I love love doing yes. and just turn into a career. Awesome. Water aerobics. Oh yeah. Lifeguarding classes. Everything I that has something it. to do with the water. Only thing I haven't done is scuba because I'm <laughs> not swimming with sharks. There you go. There you go. I'm you not need... swimming with something that could eat me. Just yeah. give me my chlorine. Not so those. cute. So cute. Thank you for this. I love it, and I love that you love your You're job. You're welcome. I love your show. I love your show. It's awesome. I listen um, every morning while I'm at work. I'm listening now. Thank you, Anna. We appreciate that. Nice. Eight seven seven three one zero four msj What do you do? Why do you love it? 
trying to break a habit. It's a bad lady habit that I've I've spent my whole life being in, and I'm trying really hard to. Um, I'm being conscious about breaking the habit. Okay. okay. Um, Murphy, I've told you about this. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, this is the legs crossing thing. Yes. Yeah. I cross my legs all the time. Isn't, I mean, isn't that what you're taught? I mean, that's really... I guess so. Ladylike in a, thing. In a dress, yeah. I, I don't know that anybody... I don't remember any, like, grandmother or my mom even telling me when I was little, cross your legs. I chose to do it. I remember when I discovered doing it. I discovered it in church... I was sitting the first time, it was an Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. the first time I was allowed to wear heels, which also changed my life. Um, I love the way I felt in heels. I was walking taller immediately, and yeah. I don't just mean in height. I mean, yeah. feet, the way I different. felt. Yeah. And That's... you know, I still wear heels today, yeah. like it's my job. So uh, not long ago, I was at this work conference, and we were sitting there at a big round table having a lunch, a luncheon. Mm-hmm. And I kept bumping the table. Oh. Because I was crossing my legs underneath the table while eating lunch. Let me ask this. And I do couldn't you, stop. you cross your legs up top or do you cross like the ankles? Up top. I'm not oh. talking about the ankle cross. I'm working on it just being the ankle cross. I, I, well, fi- I'm doing it now, crossing hmm. my legs. It feels better and normal to me to do it. Yes. However. What's wrong with it? It's not good for you. Apparently, it's not good for your circulation. Oh. And so I posted about how I can't stop. On the way home from this conference, you know what I was doing on the airplane? I posted about it. My legs were crossed. Yeah. 30,000 feet. Not good for you. Huh. And who does that? It's such a habit. You know what I mean? On a plane, I don't know that I would cross my legs. I but do. Whenever I, I, sit, I could. <laughs> right. But when I sit at a table or something, yeah, I, I do. It, Wait, you mean your leg over leg? I don't see you do that a lot. No, Mark. not leg over leg. Ankle. That's really different. ankle to leg. That's ankle crossing, not leg crossing. Oh, really? Right. It's different, guys. When my ankle's on my knee, that's ankle crossing? That's your ankle on your knee. <laughs> that's how I cross my legs. Yeah. Okay. That's not exactly leg crossing, but... I know I've, what you're okay. saying. Yeah, you're pretzeling it is really what you're doing, right? <laughs> yes, leg crossing. Anyway, from our Facebook page, Diane says, yes, it's bad for your circulation, but I have always also done it, and it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. Chris, I'm a nurse, and doctors always encourage patients to uncross legs. Mm-hmm. Bobby, me too, Jody. It's just comfy. Hmm. Yeah, they make you do that before they take your blood pressure. That's right. Yeah. Feet flat on the floor. Yeah, yeah, Working yeah. on it. I don't know if you ever feel your dog's paws, because I like to touch Champ's paws and shake his hand and talk to him and tell him what a perfect boy he is and all that. Some of them don't really like that. Some dogs, they will pull away because, you know. You know. Yeah. Champ doesn't mind. Yeah. He likes everything I do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> anyway, so last night I leaned down. And was talking to him. He has a brand new bed, a thicker bed that he doesn't need to stack at night now. So I was talking to him about how much he loves his new bed. And um, I reached out and touched his paw. And it was really cold. And I did not like that. It really bothered me, Murphy, mainly because the only time I remember a dog's paws being really cold, it was when... Felix died in my arms, our little, well, um, okay. our little palm yeah, years ago. That. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I remember. Oh my God, his paws are really cold, and you know he was having health problems. And I just, I checked Champ's all of his paws, and I checked them, and they were kind of cold. And the rest wow. of his body was warm. And I reached over to Edie, and I checked her paws, and she was warm, and I did not like it. So I grabbed the Google, 
Yeah. And apparently it's okay. Okay. It wasn't a Halloween night ghost thing, was it? No, I didn't even think about that. But apparently, just like humans, I read for a little while on it. You know, you get stuck in it and you read six articles on something. Um, Apparently, just like humans can have cold hands or feet that yeah. dogs can sometimes too okay well don't they, sad, they don't they release heat through their paws yes so, so he was cold is what that means oh does it yeah i think so you read the six articles <laughs> what did it say <laughs> right. yeah it's a, i mean i knew that they release heat through their paws that's why you don't walk them on hot concrete in the summer yeah. right. because they have no way to release heat in fact you're putting heat where they're trying to release yeah, it's it. like putting them into a sauna oh, yeah gosh. so it had oh. nothing to do with him having second thoughts right he has no second thoughts about his life you know i mean cold, cold paws. yeah <laughs> thank you for adding that sam mm-hmm. anyway isn't that weird I just yeah. wanted to throw it out that if your dog has cold paws, it doesn't mean anything bad, thank goodness. How, how is his nose? His perfect, yeah. his perfect room temp yeah. nose. It is weird, but it's not as weird as what Edie does in the backyard every other day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another day. We were saying earlier that humor, and this is so true, can make or break a relationship. And the long and the short of it being, just because you think someone is funny or someone makes you laugh, or they have a sense of humor, doesn't mean it's going to work. The key is being able to laugh together. Couples mm-hmm. who laugh together have a bond. I mean, people who laugh together, you form a bond. Yeah. If you find you the do. same things funny, it's a connection. You're right. Sure. If you don't find the same things funny, like, first of all, let's just say, Sam, what? one of the funniest people on the planet. Yes, Makes he is. everybody laugh. He does. And I'm sure that is a big draw. I would say that all of your relationships... You're going to say that's all I got, right? No. Of course not. What? Of course not. We'd have to go ask your four exes. That's not all you've got. But I know it's a draw. You know it's a draw. Yeah. It is your magic gift. It's your cape. I'm reading that Matthew Perry book right now. I'm almost done with it. Oh, so good. He knows he's funny. He has used that as a magic weapon for all of his life. And he even said, I thought this was interesting. I thought of you guys. When you know he was hanging out with Valerie Bertinelli and he was in, in love with her, he said he's always been able to make people laugh. But making her laugh, he felt like he was ten feet oh, tall. Yeah. Oh, I'm ten sure, feet yeah. tall. He described it as a high. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 trick of it is if you laugh, if you can laugh together. Yeah. Because being funny is does not mean and, and people get attracted to people that are funny, but it doesn't mean it's shared. Yeah, base relationship on that. Yeah. Right. Plus the fact that I mean, me being funny, yeah, it's one thing, but it can be annoying at times. You got to know when to turn it off. <laughs> I've never found it annoying. <laughs> but have you had no. somebody tell you that before? Have you been? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I mean, if you're okay, but you you work with me a few hours a day. You you're don't right. live with me a lot of hours. I do yeah. not live with you. But I mean, if you you're lived right. with me and I was constantly hey, <laughs> well, first puns of all, and nobody w- nobody does that constantly. In fact, <laughs> well, underneath the comedy, there's tragedy. It's the dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know the the thing about if you were funny all the time. Something funny usually is about what's unexpected. And so if somebody's yeah. being funny all the time, right, then maybe that's why it's not funny because it's not unexpected anymore. <laughs> Am I becoming too cerebral about this? You know what? I that's know. not Sam, funny. Tell us a joke. <laughs> Murphy, are you okay? Whoa. Sam, did you have you noticed that Murphy is more subdued? No. What? 
I don't think I'm worse I live right with now. Murphy, so I have noticed. We were watching football together uh, the other day, and and I'm like on the edge of my seat, and he's just like chillaxed. And then every once in a while, awesome. Well, maybe he realized at that point the game was incapable of being won. <laughs> oh, you watched that game too? Yeah, I sure okay. did. I reacted the same way. Oh, <laughs> well. We watched football almost all weekend, Jody. I know we did. And so on, on Sunday, was it the same thing? Well, okay, Watching right the now, and the Chiefs you, play and, even right now, you seem more subdued than normal. And mm. I know it's because of this medicine you're taking, but it makes me feel weird. I worry that you're sad. You're not sad, are you? What kind no. of sad medicine is this? No, I don't. <laughs> it's pain medicine, right? Uh, no, it's not pain uh, medicine. My, it's a, so here's what's going on. That same thing I went through last year with the neck. Yeah. Remember that deal when they did the little ablation thing or whatever? That doesn't last forever. It lasts about a year. Apparently, it's coming back. Mm. And so while we're getting rescheduled for all of that again, you know, these are... Is it muscle relaxers? They're different muscle relaxers. It's nothing narcotic, but it does make you drowsy. And so it's possible, but I'm not, I haven't taken one of those today because they make me too drowsy, honestly. I I don't want to drive when I'm taking them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. So, well, okay. do, I, do I seem dialed back to you today? You seem a little dialed. Do I, do I, do I? <laughs> <laughs> You've seemed more dialed back to me since getting these prescriptions. Uh, yes. And I. it's weird for me because I worry. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure, I understand. Uh, well, you know, very- I do have something behind my ear this morning. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> magic, not a magic trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's for the... It's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, do it again. <laughs> no, I've got one because they, the, they were... The nausea that was coming with that, they put that little patch thing that some people wear on a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm wearing. It's like you're on a cruise all the time. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that's dialed me back. I don't know. I feel fine. I haven't noticed, Jody, but I don't live with him. Right. This is a dialed back at home sort of. Maybe I'm being overly sensitive to you, actually, too, because I'm I'm checking you hard for dialed back. Yeah. Well, I guess when my reaction is a very simple, ooh, interception. (laughs) That's a little dialed back, yes. (laughs) If you don't find small talk easy, it was a surprise to me to learn a few years ago that some people don't find this easy. I do, but I know, Sam, you do not. Nope. Not not in the least. I'm so sorry. Murphy finds it easy. He doesn't find it as easy easy to exit it, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, But... There's some small talk help for you. If okay. you've, and there's just three little things, okay? So, <laughs> four, three things to know today. Like, how about this weather we've been having? Don't do that. So is, is Forget the, that one. Is my rule of thumb one of the solutions there? Or no? I don't know what your rule of thumb is. What's your rule of thumb? Keep the conversation going? It's, a, it's actually ask a question. Uh-huh. If, you're, if you're uncomfortable starting small talk, ask a question. Well, it's kind of there, yeah. Okay. Good for you. Yeah, you made the list, Murphy. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Number one is listen more. You know, when you walk up to somebody, if you let them begin, listen more instead of thinking of what to say next and being tense, Yeah, there's going to be something obvious about what they have to say. They can basically guide the conversation. And then you, if you listen, you know what to ask mm-hmm. next, and there you are having a conversation. My problem is I'm waiting to insert the next joke. <laughs> I know. See, there is a drawback to being too funny. I know. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because the moment then passes, and then what? Yeah. You're still not saying anything. Yeah. Especially if the joke doesn't land. True. <laughs> the second thing, ta-da, Murphy, ask obvious, open, easy questions. Don't ask them about the theory of relativity, but ask the obvious, you know, um, how do you know Murphy? How do you know Sam? 
How long have you worked here? Whatever, you know? How did you get because invited? Because I married Murphy. That's how, how I know How did you get into, invited to this party? Yeah. Like the obvious questions. Yeah. What do you... What is that color you're wearing? Something obvious that comes to your mind, as long as it's not uh-huh. rude, should it's open not, the... As long as it's not, what are you doing at this party? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a good question. You I thought him. you were fired. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the... That's two. We're going to get to three. So listen more is one. Number two is ask obvious, open-ended sort of questions, easy questions. And then the third being know when to get out hmm. it's just as important to know when to exit because it is small talk you you know it is small talk they know it it's so funny when you're in the middle of small talk to me with somebody in a social gathering you know it's small talk and they do too yeah yeah so, you're right so they know there's a few things to be said and then and we then go our separate out. ways yes well, i love those so for me two out of those three ain't bad <laughs> here's what's trending jody's hollywood outsider brought to you by alta It's the 45th year for the Kennedy Center Honors, which happened in Washington a couple of nights ago. And it was a big deal this year. It's going to be on CBS. You can watch it. Um, Some of the honorees this year, Gladys Knight in the house. I love her. Um, Amy Grant was also honored. Wow. I guess that means Vince Gill was there, too, probably. She's healthy again after that bike accident. She's back performing. Yeah. So um, U2 was there and George Clooney and the person who was there to one of the people who was there to honor him on stage was Julia Roberts. You know, they're great friends. They've worked together in plenty mm-hmm. of movies and they were so good. They could have not been better than Ocean's Eleven. I'm out. You're out. The prison. You remember the day that I went for cigarettes and didn't come back? You must have noticed. I don't smoke. Don't sit. That, their chemistry <laughs> on screen was so crazy good. I had to watch that scene over and over again. It they was, got a I, new movie out right now. They do. At the box office. Um, she showed up. This is the reason I bring this up at all. She showed up on the red carpet and to the Kennedy Center, Center Honors in a dress with pictures of him all over it. <laughs> really? Custom-made wow. gown full of pictures of George. How cool is that? 